This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Marvel's Avengers. Available now. Uh, this week's entertainment news roundup, it starts with stories that I swear we've already heard about before, but for some reason they're popping back up into our feeds with confirmations and slightly further details. I mean, it's either that or we've spent the last few months confined in our apartments and that has triggered us in some kind of weird time loop where our brains just are constantly living out the same reality over and over again, forever. We hope it's not that one. We hope it's just that uh, there's some new news. Could be. But let's jump right into this void anyway and let you know that uh, the Fast and Furious franchise, it's going to space. You guys like cars? What about cars? In space. Elon did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He beat uh, him to the punch. We have definitely talked about this before, mm -hmm. right? Along with, like, a bunch of other news outlets. Yeah. And that's mainly because the Fast and the Furious franchise has continuously evolved from just a simple little action movie franchise about cars to an off-the-wall comic book superhero type film where reality is just another set piece. Yeah, it got... I think it was like, what, Fast Five was where it just went completely off the rails? Once they brought The Rock in, <laughs> yeah. is like where it started really taking a turn. Yeah. Um, I, I still haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. I haven't seen that, but from what I heard, Idris Elba is like essentially a superhero or supervillain in that. Anyways, bringing the franchise into space or the moon or Mars or whatever else, it's, it's an inevitability at some point. And there's no shortage of articles and interview questions with the cast and crew over the past decade or so about the possibility of doing at least a scene in space. Now, specifically, there are articles from 2017, like this one from Slash Film titled Fast and Furious in Space, Franchise Writer Won't Rule It Out and Has a Killer Idea. And even more recently, back in 2019, where there were multiple articles written about the possibility, thanks to a quote from that same writer, Chris Morgan, who has, by the way, written every Fast and Furious movie since 2006. So mm -hmm. if he wants to go to space, well, that's where they're going. But by 2017 and certainly by 2019, everyone just kind of figured this was going to happen because the franchise had already fully embraced how unrealistic and ridiculous it had become. But apparently the idea to do at least some part of a Fast and Furious movie in space has been brewing for far longer than even we could have imagined. Yeah, so according to Seth Rogen, quote, mm -hmm. About 10 years ago, me and Evan Goldberg were with one of the producers of the Fast and Furious franchise. Evan said as a joke, they should go to space. The producer looked at us dead serious and said, not yet. <laughs> Great foreshadowing, though. Like, it was just like, are you inside my brain the right now? The people aren't ready for this. In, in time. Can you please not tell anyone uh, that brilliant idea, by the way? Because if you know, who else does? Yeah. How did you know? Well, yeah, it looks like the time has come. And for some reason, we're finding out about what's happening in a movie that should have already been out for three months. Yeah. If it weren't for that gosh darn virus that America just can't seem to lick. We would have already seen this movie. It's mm -hmm. crazy. So, yeah, they're going to space in Fast 9, apparently. Allegedly. Yeah. This is according to one of the film's recurring stars, Michelle Rodriguez, who, according to the transcript of this interview got tricked into admitting it? I guess. I don't know. Here's the quote from an interview from Sirius XM. Oh, no way. How did you guys find that out? See what happens. People start talking behind the scenes, man. When a movie doesn't come out and forget about it, these things get out. Nobody was supposed to know that. Oh, well, no, I'm not. I'm not lucky enough to hit space. But we did get a female writer and showed a lot of love, I think, on this one. Thanks to Justin Lin, we were able to find a little bit more attention and love for the girls in this movie. And so I'm really hoping that shows through in the final product. So, yeah, again, like, taking knowledge that was seemingly readily available to everyone on the planet and being like, Michelle, will you talk about how this one goes to space? Wait, hold on! 
How did this information get out? I mean, uh, she might be trolling. I don't know. She, yeah, I know. Well, she could be doing a Michael Shannon flippers. I, I don't even think it's that uh, yeah. deep into it. I it, mean, I, they probably go to space. <laughs> it's almost certainly going yeah. to happen. But the idea that you could uh, trick one of the cast members and like, like imagine Tyrese. Once he wakes up from going to sleep listening to your question, yeah. you're like, wait, who told you we were going to space? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. No one should ever be leaking stuff like that from a film like this. Yeah. But I guess, like, because it was supposed to come out three months ago, they might just be looking for any way possible to keep it in the news cycle. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'd kind of forgotten about this movie. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like... It's the longest we've gone without a fast in a very long time. I'm literally on a fast from yeah. the Fast and Furious On franchise. a hunger strike. Give me my fast nine. Now, okay, look. Obviously, none of this means that they actually filmed anything in outer space. And typically... We wouldn't have to even make note of that. But now that Tom Cruise is going up there to space mm-hmm. in order to film something, I guess we have to make that disclaimer from now on. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Because I would say nine times out of ten, the movie is not being filmed in space. Yeah. They'll use that vomit comet plane. Yeah. They call it that because a lot of people throw up. But uh, Or uh, a green screen. That too. Mm-hmm. Anything. A yep. computer. Yeah. You could put you could put someone floating in a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, they're going to space in the movie, I guess. Uh, or at least someone is. It's probably Dominic Toretto, and then this all, it's all going to be uh, a prequel to Chronicles of Riddick. That's the thing. Like, yeah. after they go to space, like, where else is there to go except... The Mariana Trench. Ex- well, yeah, and that too. But, like, after that, the only way to keep upping the stakes is to do, like, cross-dimensional, yeah. uh, like, franchise crossovers where, like... The Fast and Furious guys, it's like Fast and Furious and Predator. Or yeah. like uh, yeah. The time yeah. travel. Like the uh, Expendables version of Fast and Furious. Yeah, or like they find Doc Brown's DeLorean. Yeah. Because that's a car. Fast and Furious uh, through time. Fast and Furious and Fortnite, the battle bus. Fast uh, and Furious goes to hell. Yeah. Like Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Fast and Furious versus and then other action movie franchise. That's what kind of has to happen. I think you're right. I, I think a time travel Fast and Furious would be fucking incredible. Yeah. Seeing like uh, The Rock or Jason Statham or Vin Diesel beating up Beethoven or Genghis Khan or like killing Hitler would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. And maybe they run into the Ninja Turtles while they're back there. Yeah, sure. Why not? They could travel through time. No, it has to be universal IP. So they're going to fight like the minions, uh, all the universal monsters. Yeah, they could do Fast and Furious and Dracula. Yeah, it's perfect. It writes itself. There's a lot of ways they can keep this going Well, my car is powered by blood. (laughs) We need to to kill Hitler and get his blood. Yeah. Um, Universal, we are available. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're right here. You're just down the road three miles. You call us. Yeah. But look. Really, as as far as F9 is concerned, which is what this movie is called. F9. Who cares? F. The movie, it's coming out next April. We've already waited far mm-hmm. too long for it. Yeah. A lot of people have forgotten about it, so yeah. who cares? What's another couple of months? And at this point... Until that, I'm just going to have to live my life a quarter mile at a time. Exactly. We're, we're living through 2020. There's nothing that can surprise us in a movie. Yeah. Oh, wow, he's in space. Big deal. Yeah. It better be, be, be more cool than... cool Dominic Corretto could... Find a vaccine for this virus. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Why isn't he using his powers for good? Yeah. Instead, he's just going to space. Oh, turns out the moon's not made of cheese. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, on to the next movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, next on the list of... Wait, didn't that happen already news? Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage has been cast as Joe Exotic. Yeah, there it is. 
Yeah, so... Okay, yeah, side note, uh, the real Carol Baskin, that bitch, yeah. is apparently competing on Dancing with the Stars this year, and uh, I don't know, at this point, I think it's safe to say that we're all kind of starting to lose our grip on reality here. If she did kill her husband, what's she doing on my TV screen? Yeah. On local broadcast. What is happening? Doing the tango. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But back to Nicolas Cage and that Tiger King. There are at least three or four different dramatizations of the Tiger King saga that will be hitting the big screen and the small screen in the not-so-distant future. The one we're talking about today was actually developed before the Netflix docu-series took the country by storm. It's based on coverage of Joe Exotic's wildlife park in Texas Monthly. So there's that. There was also, there was a podcast that ran for, like, years that's also being adapted. So there's... No shortage. Yeah, no shortage of Tiger King stuff that's all going to come out long after people are done giving any shit about this story. It's like how those Baby Yoda dolls came out in April. Yeah. (laughs) Right on time! Mm -hmm. Uh, The big news here, aside from Nicolas Cage still being a lock as the lead... And he's perfect. I know. He really is. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the big news is that Amazon is now officially involved and will be be, bringing the series to the masses, I'm assuming through Amazon Prime. Uh, That seems like a safe bet. The show will be obviously fully scripted. It's a drama series, after all. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has eight episodes currently ordered, and per variety, the Cage-led series will live in the lion's den with Joe, explore how he became Joe Exotic, and how he lost himself to a character of his own creation. But like we just pointed out, will anyone care at all once it's released, uh, or will we view the Joe Exotic saga as just another thing from 2020 that we'd rather forget? I mean... If it were anyone aside from Nick Cage in the role, I'd probably be a lot less interested. But uh, it's pretty safe to say that just him, seeing yeah. him act as Joe Exotic is enough to get me to watch it's at least a couple It's a great role episodes. for him. I, I recently watched uh, the movie Color Out of Space, which I've came, been meaning out, to watch that. came out like last year. And uh, I liked it a lot. It's, it's probably going to be a little bit divisive. But uh, Nick, is, is Nick, it as good as Mandy? Um, it's like if you liked Mandy, I think you'll probably like oh, okay. Color Out of Space. I loved Mandy. Um and uh, but he's great in it. He like it, I it made me rem- remember what a good actor he is. Yeah. At a, at a very he's so good at just a very specific type of role, which is the Nick Cage role. Yeah. I recently went back and watched uh, 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 what is it Port of Call, New Orleans, or what? Uh, <laughs> Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. That's another that's Orleans. another Nick Cage role. Yeah. No one else could play that because it is a Nick Cage role. Yeah. It's it's, it's a great. It's, it's, <laughs> He's perfect in it. Yeah. Uh, and Manny being divisive. I've watched that movie twice in one day. My wife watched it the first time with me. And she was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I loved it so much that I watched it again. So it's uh, yeah. really split down the middle. But I've, yeah. I've been meaning to check out that uh, the most recent one. Because it has like the same art like art style and everything. Yeah, it's very marketing. like psychedelic horror. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of remembering things. Hey, you guys. Remember the Avengers? Yes. Well, now you can become one, thanks to today's sponsor, Marvel's Avengers. Mm -hmm. Marvel's Avengers is an action-adventure game where a young Kamala Khan must reassemble the Avengers to stop AIM in a future where superheroes are outlawed. Combining an original cinematic story with single-player and cooperative gameplay, Marvel's Avengers delivers new heroes and a new narrative on an ongoing basis for the definitive Avengers gaming experience. Assemble up to four players online, master abilities, customize a growing roster of heroes, and defend the Earth from escalating threats. It's available now, so embrace your powers, Visit PlayAvengers.com for more info. That is PlayAvengers.com, or just click the link below for more info and check it out. Thanks for sponsoring the show, Marvel's Avengers. Thank you. Speaking of gamers. What's up, gamers? Guess what, gamers? You're uh, you're getting a show just for you. And it's coming to 
The CW. <laughs> yeah, the, the channel that everyone watches. It's called... Brace yourself. It's called GG, which there's is... There's a fire alarm going off. They can't hear it. Okay, good. I'm sure there's no fire. Why Someone's... would there be a fire at this time of year? <laughs> Someone's <laughs> going to be complaining, but let's just keep going. Yeah, let's finish the episode before this house burns down. Now, give them, give them the cliffhanger on the name again. The game is... Uh, the, the show is called... Oh, sorry, the show, yeah. Brace yourself. It's called GG, and that is shorthand gamer slang for... Good game. Yes, as we all know. You know that. Uh, the show is a one-hour drama with comedic elements. It centers on the adventures of a rebellious young female excelling in the male-dominated gaming industry. Wait a second. <laughs> the story will be told through the young woman's perspective. Throughout her life, she struggles with acceptance in the gaming world when she suddenly seizes an opportunity to join a professional esports team and experiences the glamorous, competitive, and mind-bending world that follows. So it's, they should have called it, GG stands for Girl Gamer, more like. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see the, the discourse online. This is bullshit. <laughs> Why isn't anyone telling my story? GG fully captures the challenges of women continuing to fight for recognition in the gaming world. Now, th this is absolutely, you're going to get like the quartering yeah. and like all the usual, like uh, uh, Ian Miles Chong. Yeah. They're all, they're probably already on us. Listen, you can go watch Grandma's Boy. It's fine. Yeah. And everyone's Any... talking about Grandma's Boy right now because of that scorpion chair. Huh? You didn't see the scorpion chair? No. I think we've actually reported on it before, but it's like there's now like an actual moving video of it where you like slide into it and it just takes you over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, is it the Acer Predator Thronos? It's it's like that, but I think it's a, it's a completely different thing. It looks like an actual scorpion with legs. Yeah. And it just okay. sucks you into its uh, thing. Yeah. But, I mean... Go watch Game, uh, Grandma's Boy. It's perfectly <laughs> encased in time in 2000. Four, is something it? Like, yeah. Something like that. It was a long time mm -hmm. ago. But anyways, if uh, the GG Good Game Show sounds at all familiar to you, it's because that show already exists. Literally with the same name and same basic storyline, and it was already created. It was uploaded, and it still sits ready for you to watch on YouTube Premium. Hmm. Uh, and would it surprise you to find out that the original creators involved have absolutely nothing to do with the CW version? Hmm. Well... That's what's happening. Uh, the original show, Good Game, uh, which started The Game Grumps and was created by Jesse Cox and Michelle Morrow, hit YouTube back in 2017. And the news of CW's Good Game took them completely by surprise as they uh, took to Twitter to air their grievances. Uh -huh. So Cox wrote on Twitter, Remember that time we made a show called Good Game about an esports team, a woman who joins them, and their attempts to be taken seriously in the gaming world? Well, Hollywood just decided to make the exact same show with the same name and same premise. And that was followed up by a response from Moro, who said, Fucked up. To note, they called me and invited me to a dinner to talk esports. But when I told them about our show, they said, Oh, that's your show? Oh, okay. Well, never mind about the dinner. And we will call you once we're further along in our story. They've seen it and are well aware. Which is even more fucked up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, any of you out there would watch a show about gamers on the CW anyway. But I don't know. Maybe skip this one. Yeah. Just watch the original, because that's fucked up. We'll link yeah. it down in the description below. Oh, you mean uh, a, a traditional media stole something from digital creators? That's so strange. A similar, like, just blatant thing happened recently. I think it was Nickelodeon. Uh, they, they showed, like, a trailer for an upcoming show they have that's, like, 
straight up stolen from the like the art style and like so many weird little details about it are stolen from the animated short that won the Oscar last year. Oh, okay. Like it's just like eerie, and they're like, and Nickelodeon they just came out and they're like. Yeah, our bad. We're uh, <laughs> we're putting this one on ice for a bit while we figure yeah. this out. Well, also the Quibi show with Will Arnett that was just lifted from the yeah, internet. from uh, everything's terrible. Yeah, so this happens frequently, and mm-hmm. it sucks to see because meanwhile, people whose entire jobs have, for one reason or another, just been stricken to the digital media space and aren't allowed to climb that traditional ladder, just keep getting pushed off the ledge. Yeah, no, no, no. Your ideas are good, but we're gonna go a different direction. Meaning, we're gonna take everything that. You made popular. Yeah. Do it on, oh, you did it on YouTube. That's cute, but like, I think we can handle this. Yeah, it's all that's. I hate it so much. Yeah, and that there, that happened a lot behind the scenes at Machinima too. Or it was just like they're like, hey, we have this really successful thing that one of our creators does. What if we completely throw, push them out? What if we throw like hundreds of thousands of dollars of at it, get rid of whatever stupid <laughs> little gamers, the person behind it, and yeah. hire like I don't know, fucking like whatever, whatever celebrity was popular in 2013. Yeah. But it was always just like, no, the the reason people like it is because of the YouTuber who made it. And they're like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I think we're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to give Jason Schwartzman a million dollars. Anyways, on the uh, topic of potentially bad ideas, how about a show about RoboCop with no RoboCop? Uh, uh, it'll also certainly never come anywhere close to being as great as the first RoboCop Finally, movie. Ed 209 gets to tell his side of the story. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, we're not going to shit on this one as hard as a lot of people and outlets have done online, but, I mean, I think it at least has a little potential. If it comes to fruition, it's going to be a prequel series, which obviously explains the distinct lack of an actual half-robot, half-police officer, but it's going to center around the character Dick Jones, which is one of the head guys behind Omni Consumer Products who, uh, you know, came up with that whole enforcement droid, Ed 209, which could replace all police officers and make the city streets safer for everyone before it accidentally shredded one of his co-workers to pieces. You have 10 seconds to comply. Yeah. So apparently the series will follow a young Dick Jones through his career as he rises through the ranks to become the terrible son of a bitch that you see in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is this necessary at all? No. No. But I don't know. At least it's being written by Ed Newmeyer, who worked on the original film. Uh, here's what he said recently during an interview with Slash Film. It has all the cool stuff about RoboCop, except no RoboCop. <laughs> well, on the nose so there. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm working with these two writers, Dave Parkin and Rob Gibbs, who brought this idea to a TV producer friend of mine who then brought it to me. The first time I heard it, I knew it was a cool idea because I could see a lot of things you could do with it. It's such an interesting character. Newmeyer explains that following a younger Dick Jones is interesting because... Quote, nobody necessarily starts out being the bad guy. And he says that if he and the other writers are able to convince enough people at MGM to move forward with the idea, the show will, quote, be about the evolution of Richard Jones to Dick Jones, the story of OCP and how the world moves into the future, how the corporate world behaves. So fine, sure, I mean, it's at least a somewhat interesting premise and something that could lampoon our current corporate reality in new and exciting ways. No, fuck that. It probably won't be very good. See, like, because even if you're, like, taking RoboCop and removing RoboCop, like, the future, everything about, like, the world that RoboCop exists in, it's the future of the mid-1980s. It's not our future right now. Yeah, Yeah, and, and like, the, the specific dystopian aspects of it are directly tied to things that were happening in the 1980s with, like, privatization and uh, the 
all sorts of stuff. Like you don't want to see uh, Richard Jones dodge the draft and get a job yeah. and move up the ranks. And it's, I mean, in, like in Vietnam, Blade Runner is also like the future of the '80s, but th- that world is a little more fleshed out and interesting. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily have to have. You, you know what you could do? You know what you could do though is because there's at least I would say thirty percent of our audience who hasn't done this yet. Watch the original RoboCop. Yeah, it's great. Especially yeah. if you've only seen it as a kid and never watched it as an adult. The, RoboCop is a great movie, movie to watch because, like, they just don't make R-rated action movies like that anymore. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's like, darkly funny. It's violent as fuck. A guy gets his dick shot off. Yeah, and apparently it was toned down. Yeah. Which also made it... Uh, the, the story goes that, like, the violence was so over the top on purpose yeah. so that it wouldn't be taken as seriously. And they toned it down enough to where at the final result was people just like, wow, this is a really fucked up movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's... I mean, what, was the guy gets, like, slime dumped on him and it's just, like, basically a puddle of himself yeah, there's, walking there's around. Yeah, there's some... Uh, <laughs> there's some horrifically violent shit that happens in it. but it's, Watch uh, the original RoboCop with your adult eyes on Paul Verhoeven. It's from his... Like, the guy that did... Uh, uh, I can't think of the name. The, the space one. Uh, oh, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. It's Another like, fantastic movie. Yeah, it's a similar thing. Well, that hits different if you watch it as an adult. Right. It's all... It's like Paul Verhoeven grew up in like Nazi-occupied Holland. Yep. And so like his view of the America is like a very unique... Uh, point of view. It's uh, much the same way watching RoboCop is different. Uh, when I watched Starship Troopers when it came out, I was like, cool, they cool. blew up tits. <laughs> yeah, and tits moves. and guns. Yeah, and I watched it uh, older. Like, oh, this is about fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and a lot of parallels with what's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I should rewatch that again. Yeah. It, it ages like a, like a fine wine. It does. Just like RoboCop does. Mm-hmm. Because through a series of Oopsies! We kind of evolved into that actual dystopian yeah. future. I also just remembered that in like 2014 they made a RoboCop reboot. Yeah, no, don't talk about that. I'm not talking about. Literally that. Literally didn't even cross my mind until right yeah, now. Yeah, he looked like uh, Black Iron Man. He looked like shit. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, anyways, uh, yes, we, let's move on. Yeah. So on the topic of things that we hope could live up to the original, but might not, but we still hope. Yeah. Surprise, Borat 2 has already been completely filmed and edited. Yes. Very nice. It was only <laughs> a few short weeks ago. I'm going to take my wife to go see this movie. Yeah. Whenever, uh, the, you know, the, the coronavirus is mm-hmm. over. I'll have a sexy time. <laughs> so it was just a few short weeks ago that we covered some seemingly random Sasha Baron Cohen in-character sightings, some as Borat and some as characters that would fit right in on his Showtime series, Who is America? Regardless, the whole film is apparently done, so we won't be seeing any more leaks outside of what's already been popping up online. So the COVID song was probably Borat. So, uh, yes, because uh, Collider got the exclusive and they said in their reporting that, quote, Borat 2 has already been shot and even screened for a select few industry types. Plot details remain vague, but what we know is that Borat is no longer the little-known Kazakh TV personality he played in the original 2006 movie. The public knows who he is now, so he has to go undercover to interview people. So Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat as other people. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I cannot believe it came out 14 years ago. What? 2006. Oh, God. I know. I'm very old. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That was uh, some of the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater. Borat is one of the funniest movies ever made. Like, I don't care that, like, all of the one-liners got ruined ruined by unfunny people who work in offices. It is 
one of the funniest fucking things ever made. But only the first time. You'll never capture that magic again. I mean, I, I feel like it's been long enough now that yeah, I could probably enjoy it again. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, the first time I saw it, I was. First, I remember seeing theaters just being like, oh my, this, this is insane. Yeah. How the fuck did this get made? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, it obviously makes a lot of sense uh, considering the clips that we have seen service online. So not. It, it seems like characters that would be in Who's America, but it is awesome to. Like think that it's, it's like there's Borat just an extra playing. layer yes. now in yeah. there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's no other news really about this Borat sequel. Uh, very interested in hearing more. Uh, <laughs> release date would be great. I don't. Obviously, it, it would be next year if it's already done. Yeah. So there you go. That is so funny because when the that when that COVID nineteen country song happened, I was like, oh, God, his voice kind of sounds like Borat doing a bit of a Borat accent. And also, I'm like, this is basically a sequel to Throw the Jew Down the Well from like. Yeah. The original Borat, like, TV series segment. So, like, looks like it actually literally is, like, a sequel yeah. segment. Well, uh, speaking of movies, uh, remember when Adam Sandler said, if I don't win an Oscar, I'm going to make something truly terrible to get back at everyone? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a trailer for a new uh, Adam Sandler movie. Elliot, why don't you tell the people about it? It's called Hubie. Here's the description. Hubie Dubois, Adam Sandler thanklessly spends every Halloween making sure the residents of his hometown, Salem, celebrate safely and play by the rules. But this year, an escaped criminal and a mysterious new neighbor have Hubie on high alert. When people start disappearing, it's up to Hubie to convince the police and townsfolk the monsters are real, and only he can stop them. Hubie. (laughs) Hubie Dubois! Hubie sounds like a streaming service. (laughs) It does, and uh, I mean... I don't want to be presumptuous, but just based on the voice he does. He's... No, he's going to do the Bobby Boucher voice. It's, 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 <laughs> it is. It, it basically is. It's like a mentally handicapped guy who's Bobby trying Boucher, to tell people that, that, <laughs> that monsters are real. Yeah. Oh, Hubie. <laughs> Mike, no, you don't understand. The monsters are real. Listen, I just want to say, I don't think I've ever been more ready for an Adam Sandler comedy than in the year of our Lord 2020 Seven months into a fucking quarantine, I will take whatever slapstick, ridiculously, like, poorly created comedy I can get. Mm-hmm. I don't care at this point. I want to watch something that's so dumb that I can just take my mind out of reality yeah. for a second. And this is perfect. Now that you mentioned it, I kind of want to go home and just pop on, like, The Waterboy. Or... You have so much to catch up on with all of his yeah, Netflix Yeah, I haven't titles. watched any of his Netflix stuff, because I'm like, why would I do that? The uh, uh, the David Spade one that came out this year. The actually, other, or the wrong the, Missy. The wrong Missy. It's, it, I actually uh, found it to be quite enjoyable. It is dumb. I like David Spade a lot. Yeah, and it's uh, the girl from uh, 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 Hot Soccer Moms podcast. What? The girl who does all the characters on there. I can't oh, remember her uh, name Lauren right Lapkus? Now. Yes. Oh, she's, she's the wrong great. Missy. David Spade, like, he goes out on a date with her. She's terrible. He wants to get away. He goes out on a date with another girl. He accidentally puts her name in the phone. Uh. And so he's texting the, the Lauren Lapkus character and invites her to uh, a friend's wedding. Guess where it is? Hawaii. Because it's an Adam Taylor <laughs> yeah. movie. So they go Tax write off vacation. And it's she, brilliant. It's, and she's stuck there. Yeah. With, or he's stuck there with her. Yeah, that sounds funny. Yeah. Take a few shots of whiskey and put on the wrong <laughs> Missy. That's Smoke how I'm going to spend my weekend. Smokable. Did you watch the Dune trailer? No, I refuse to. Okay. I've seen I've seen stills on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah, it looks fucking great. I do not want to see anything. Yeah, I don't want to see any further All trailers. I know is I there's a giant butthole. In the, a giant butthole. It's worm. Andy Serkis' butthole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the trailer looks great. I don't want to see anything else. It looks fantastic. Yeah. It's uh, 
just surprised me. I haven't That's, muted the word Dune on Twitter yet, but I probably will when we well, get closer. It, it's one of those movies where, like, no one's going to be talking about it because anyone, the only people that would know anything were ones that watched the movie from the 80s. Or, or read, read the, the books. Book. And that that is a very small subset of people. Yeah, a lot of them are fucking assholes. But, uh, well, I read the book. So, uh, anyways, Dune, we have no idea what's going to come out. They didn't actually put a date in the description of the trailer or on the trailer itself, uh, which is so far, yeah. with every movie that's changed so far, has been an indicator that it's not coming out on the original date. It was supposed to be in December, but they just moved Wonder Woman 1984 to December 25th. So that uh, Warner Brothers wouldn't release Dune right before or after mm. that. So it's looking like Dune's probably going to be next year. Which is fine. I'm, I'm willing to wait. I'm willing fine. to wait for Denny Villeneuve. The man is he has a 100% batting average. Yes. This is probably the best director working today. Fuck yeah. Very but exciting. I don't need to see anything more. No. I will go in sight unseen. We need to hit, hit up some people at Warner Brothers, though, if we know anyone left there, because they've been doing private screenings of Tenet for, like, friends and family. Yeah, why? What the? Yeah, we, we should do that. I don't know who works there still. I'll get on LinkedIn. Yeah. See who's desperate. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, check out our other videos over here. Uh, we have a tech news day from this week about a hacker man over in Florida who shut down a school system. Yeah. And uh, a gender reveal party that shut down the entire West Coast. Thanks. Uh, check the, both those videos out. We'll be back for weekly weird news very soon. And uh, stay inside. Bye-bye. Bye.